Good day, everyone. James Hicks here from Hicks New Media. Welcome to Perspectives and Focus, where we highlight people, industries, ideas, and the technology that are making positive strides within society. Today, my guest is Miss Elena Kiapone. She is a publicist for Otter Public Relations, a PR agency based on the East Coast that's helping to create thought leaders of tomorrow. Elena uses her experience in corporate communications, digital marketing, and branding to create and implement communication strategies for all of her clients. Today, we're going to talk about something pretty cool. Uh, we're going to talk about the benefits of a social media audit, uh, social media audit and why that's necessary. Topics from consistency of branding, uh, high quality images and graphics and videos, and even knowing what to and what not to post. Y'all ready to get into it? Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, Elena Kiapone. Hello. Say, I'm saying it right, right? I'm, I'm getting it right. Kiapone. Kiapone. Italian. Yeah, roll, it, roll it out there, you know. With, with the, the, you, and you have to do the hand. Kiapone. I decided to let you do that as, as opposed to me, me doing that because I wanted to make sure it was right. Thank you very much for, for the time and, and thank you for proposing having this dialogue. This is, this is pretty cool stuff here. Um, I tell you what, before we get into the into the meat and potatoes of it and, and get into some strategies, some ideas, benefits and pros and cons, and things of that nature, tell the folks, I guess, a little bit about who you are. I, I gave a little bit in the monologue, but kind of I like to have folks tell their origin story. Right. So who, who is Elena and what also is is Otter PR, if you don't mind? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm a UF grad. Um, that's kind of where I learned about the field of communications. I really had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, and I took a class on PR by accident and I actually really liked it. Um, and that has been my major, that has been my career since graduating a few years ago, four years ago now. Um, and so here at Otter PR, I use my uh, previous experiences, as you said, you know, in uh, corporate communications, um, strategy building to uh, help our clients get their story out um, and really position them as thought leaders, experts in their field, um, and just share their story and their perspectives. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. Before we get into the serious stuff, um, we're, we're going to go ahead and pivot right now from the beginning. Thank you, everyone, for joining in as, as well. I, I see my folks coming on. The interesting story about your name. L love your name. Listen, uh, I even had to write it down phonetically, but we're, we're going to start off with a little trivia there. Talk to us about Kiapone. 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 Yeah, <laughs> there yeah. is an Italian restaurant by uh, my parents' house, and they go there all the time. The staff there, they're authentic. They are Italian. Um, speak fluent Italian and we became such good customers. We had good rapport with the staff, the owners. Um, after a while, they eventually got comfortable enough with us to say, you know, your last name is really funny. Like, what? What do you mean our last name is really funny? And they're like, 
you don't you don't know what it means in Italian? No, don't know what it means. <laughs> um, it's like Sicilian slang for somebody who's a fat ass. Mike, say, come Literally on, said, like, a fat, lazy man. His words when he said it, it's like it's so funny. It's like someone who's a fat ass. I'm like, okay. So okay. you, so you know, and if you had known that right in, in elementary school, in middle school, that 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 oh, could be devastating. But that, it still is devastating. <laughs> You know, people with the last name Smith, their families were, you know, blacksmith. People with last name Bakers, yeah. their families were bakers. What were my ancestors what doing? What is going over on? There? You know, what what is up with the with the Kia ponies, man? I, I, we need to we need to find them, do a little ancestry, but there we go. There there's a little pivot, folks, because I wanted to set some precedents and, and and make it real for us. Now, let's get into it. Folks, if you got any questions about what Elena and I are going to talk about, put a cue in front of it first so I can bubble it up to the top. But social media audit, what what does that mean? Why is that important, I guess? Let me, let, me, let me ask both of those things. Why a social media audit is important and what actually is a social media audit in, from your perspective? So it's important because your online persona is the first impression for a lot of people coming into contact with your business or with your brand, whatever it is, they're not necessarily finding you in person first anymore. They're finding you online. And the importance of doing an audit is to make sure that your online brands, wherever a consumer or a potential follower might find you, making sure that it's putting forward the image that you want. It's telling a story about your company or your business or yourself that projects you in a positive light. And so what I mean by a social media audit is going through all of your platforms that you have control over and even the ones that you don't have control over, you know, so your own personal social media for your brand or, you know, something like Yelp. Are you on Wikipedia? Is there something else mm -hmm. that you don't have direct ownership over, but people can still find you on really taking a look at all of those. Does the overall picture paint your brand in a good light and then going through post by post each section of information you have on there. Is it serving your brand and is it serving your overall strategy and your overall goals for social media. Okay. And I, and I like how you differentiated between kind of the personal social profile and things that we put out there versus again, for the entrepreneurs, for the business owner as well, right? What we put out there um, on, on those platforms. Let me, let me ask this and kind of, I've already got a, I've got to run a show, but I'm already starting to pivot because um, questions are starting to pop into my head. Um, yeah, let's go. The value of having maybe separated uh, profiles for, for, again, entrepreneur, solopreneur, those type of things. Do you see more value in us splitting that as opposed to trying to build a consistency from one profile, one location? So should I have just James Hicks? Should I have Hicks do media as well? And then, you know, kind of the ideas of, of what should be posted on those particular profiles, right? Because you don't want to see pictures of my vacation on, on a business profile. That doesn't make sense, but uh, I just kind of want to get your thoughts on, on that separating profiles. 
It depends on what your overall goal is. Mm -hmm. um, are you, as James Hicks, are you positioning yourself as a thought leader mm -hmm. or are you the CEO of Hicks Media and that is your main focus? Um, it really depends on if you want to be the focus or do you want your business to be the focus? If you both want okay. to be, yeah. So it, it depends on how involved you want to be personally as far as combining them or keeping them separate. Okay. Because a lot of times content creators will, will say, and one of, one of my colleagues actually has merchandise that says, I am the brand. Right. So, you know, we really are kind of that forward facing. Yeah, we put out the content. Yeah, we have these engaging conversations. But at the end of the day, Hicks New Media is me and 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 I'm a servant of the community. So it's almost advent. It's either or. And again, depending on, on your goals and, and where you're trying to trying to push the, the communication. So I just I'll, I'll just keep everything together in one in one since. Everything has to kind of talk strategy. follow through me, right? Yeah, you're you're giving me a a, a strategy session right now. Uh, I'll, I'll pay you after this. Um, hold on. What what is this question? Do I need a social media audit from your eye from your eye test? What are you talking about, man? This is what one of my one of my great community members, and I'm not sure what he, what is he talking about. Hicks is finessing not a free audit. So, yeah, okay, I'll I'll get him. That's all. It's all good. Um, why why the audit though? Why? Because we, we talked about kind of some, some other, other things, but t tell me why I should be doing that as opposed to just posting on every single profile, every single platform all day aimlessly. So here's like a real world example. Mm. Say you go to a furniture furniture store and it's Black Friday and you're there for the Black Friday deals, but they have signs up that say, labor day savings and you're like labor day savings what's going on there yeah one that just doesn't make your brand look good it makes it look like you don't care it makes it look like you don't know what's going on or you just forgot about it which as a consumer i'm going to think what is the experience i'm going to have here if they still have you know labor day signs up and thanksgiving like what really is the experience that I'm going to have? And so it's kind of the same way on social media. If your brand is incohesive, if it's missing information, if it has old information or it just doesn't look good, mm. I, as a potential follower, a potential consumer, I am going to see that profile and potentially be turned off of whatever it is you're doing. And I'm going to go to a competitor. Gotcha. So I guess that, that kind of falls into, you may not have a million bucks, but look like you got a million bucks, right? From, yeah. from a color scheme, from a branding perspective, from font uh, faces and things like that. I mean, all those intricacies, right? All, all the things that you probably don't think matter that actually matter yeah. to the eye and to the potential consumer. Again, I'm, I'm just thinking out, out, out loud here. Do you kind of yeah, agree absolutely. with that? Okay. Absolutely. If you are, you know, creating graphics or, you know, updating your cover photo or your profile picture, is it something that is truly representative of your brand now? Or is it something that maybe was your brand a few years ago, 
but you've evolved, you've changed, you have a new brand style, you have a new look, you have a new feel. Is that reflective of where you are now? Are there still holdovers from, you know, maybe when you first started an account and you're like, oh, I just need a profile picture to put up there. And yeah, you've like maybe updated other things on your profile and this thing is still hanging out there. Mm-hmm. It takes away from the brand image as a whole. So that's why it's important to go through really every part of each profile, you know, the photos that you have on there, your profile photo, um, a cover image, if there is one, not only the posts that you're sharing, but then also, you know, the links that you have, your about info, is it reflective of your brand where it is now? And does it present you in the best light? That, that's a great point. And I, I got this written down. I wanted to talk to you about, about that uh, specifically. So on, on a website, right, just the, the importance, and I'm actually also talking to, to the audience here as well, uh, that about page, that uh, how to find me, that ethics statement as well. I, I've talked to a, a lot of content creators who are struggling with that, but I, I know a, a number of creators who are successful who have a very clear ethics statement, like who you will work with. We, we get a ton of brands and we get a ton of folks that reach out to us. Hey, we're going to send you something to review. Give us a positive review and, and blah, 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 all that thing. But we we should say no more than we say yes, again, because we want to be in, in line with our morals and in line with our ethics. And having that written down is, I think, very critical that unfortunately, maybe a lot of, again, folks within the digital marketing and the content creation world I don't see doing how, how do you have that conversation about, again, you've got your centralized location, you got your website, your website, not your Facebook profile, not your, your Instagram uh, profile as well, but kind of your website. How do, how do you tell them that this is what you should be putting out there versus some of the, the other things that may not resonate or may not matter as much again? And I, and I started with the ethics statement and the ethics uh, page to, as an example. So it really just depends on how your brand voice wants to, how you want your brand voice to be um, Mm. projected. Um, Is that something that you can carry through every aspect of your business? Is it something that you not only just say, but is it something that you can implement and how do you implement it? I think that's an important question. Like you can say, you know, oh, I want to support you know, this kind of creator, and I want to support women in business, but how are you doing it? And how are you showcasing that? I guess. Gotcha. Okay. How I, would say. I like that. I like that. Uh, let me ask about locations and should we be everywhere or, you know, should we be on what are the, what's the new one? You know, Snapchat and TikTok and, and Facebook and Instagram. Talk to me. I, I, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to cloud with, with, with what I am thinking, but could you probably read there, it in my eyes right now? When I'm, I'm there right are there. a lot of options and yeah. that is kind of the problem. Sometimes um, you might have forgotten that, oh yeah, I made a Twitter account for mm. my company a couple of years ago and I never used it. If your audience, your specific demographics, if they're not on the platform, it's not serving you. 
you don't have to be everywhere if you especially if you don't have the time or the resources to manage six different profiles focus on where quality leads quality followers quality engagement is you know if you are a denture company and you're on TikTok, that doesn't really make sense it's and it also kind of depends on the content that you are willing to create good point yeah um instagram is obviously totally visual do you have the time and the resources to you know make the graphics or take photos and take video that really is required of those highly visual platforms and if you don't that's okay but you shouldn't yeah we'll make an instagram and we'll post what we can if you can't guarantee quality and consistency on that. a platform yeah then you shouldn't be there you know what uh, hold on i say that one more time for the people in the back of the room because because exactly what, what you said right there is why is my head god why am i so big okay um say, say that one more time because again just that, that that whole statement that you made that's the part that i'm going to cut out for for my micro content but again being in every location doesn't matter i mean doesn't work right stay focused you see my branding right stay focused on you that uh, so i'm really uh, a proponent of that statement as well. I may have to send you some 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 merch and some swag so you can see <laughs> that as well. But I, you can just mention that one piece again about being cognizant and aware of being on all the social profiles. Yeah. So if your audience isn't there and it doesn't make sense for you to be on that platform, it's okay to abandon it. If you can't guarantee that you're going to produce consistent and quality content that reaches the audience that you're targeting, then you don't necessarily have to be on that platform. Love that. I, that there, there's the, the master class right there. And uh, Alex Johnson, good to see you as well in the, in the audience. We're actually going to be talking to him in a couple of days. And, and he, again, one of the folks in this digital marketing and this content creation world, and we're maneuvering through so many different uh, platforms, tools, and solutions and things of that nature and trying to do our best to reach our community. And again, I used to stream on Twitch as well. I got five followers, five subscribers on Twitch. And so why was I still doing that? When again, that's a whole different mentality, a whole different mindset, a whole different community. It doesn't make sense for me to do that when, and, and to have that splinter. So again, kind of like, like we talked before we went online, I'm bringing everyone into that central hub, into that central community where everyone engages and resonates and, and that being primarily YouTube. So I, I love mm -hmm. that piece right there. Uh, let, let me ask you about this. You, you talked about creating some of those assets, right? Creating some of those overlays, creating some of those uh, images and graphics and things of that nature. Uh, and you, you don't have to out any, any particular company, but using graphic designers for hire, uh, I'm going to say it's something like a Fiverr, right? If, if you don't have the skills yourself to fire up uh, Affinity Designer, FileMaker Pro, I said FileMaker Pro, I just dated myself. Oh my gosh. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, see, that, that even hurts more. I said, and I oh, dated myself. Sorry. Good Lord, I'm back in the Lotus, you know, one, two, three days with that one. Uh, Final Cut Pro, you know, Final Cut Pro. Okay. Yeah, tool, tools like that, right? If you don't have the skill set, if you're not 
willing to put the work in, unfortunately, to learn those tool sets, uh, using some of the automated tools, using some of the, uh, low mid and higher tier offerings for hiring someone to come out and do it. What, what are your thoughts on, on something like that? So I will say, give it a shot yourself. You would be surprised at how simple some of these platforms make it mm-hmm. for someone who doesn't have a background in graphic design yeah. um, or, you know, video production. There are tools, you know, like Canva, especially for making graphics, making Canva's images. Not, listen, Canva's love not Canva. Bad. It may, it really does make it very easy. Um, but if you don't have the time or the desire, um, then I would say it would be worth it to then explore, you know, hiring somebody to take that on for you. If you don't think that you can, again, consistently deliver quality material for you to share on any of your owned media platforms, mm-hmm. then that's, I think, when you should take the time to go and outsource it. I mean, it really sounds like you continue to come back to that point right there. Yeah, do what you do and whatever you do, as long as you can do it consistently and with a high degree, high level of quality, then it makes sense. But if you're just coming out, coming out there half baked, you're not you're not ready. You don't you don't you don't look the part. You don't sound the part. You don't present the part. Then then why do it? Right. So again, kind of of my statement about I've got five subscribers on Twitch. I'm I'm letting that just die off in in the in the sand there, unfortunately. But uh, bringing folks over to here. Uh, Okay, that that's pretty cool. And consumers notice that too. Yeah. You know, if you are you know searching for a brand on whatever platform and they haven't posted in three months, you're going to assume one, they don't care Two, maybe this brand isn't active anymore or three, I could probably find something better somewhere else. So it's not just from a brand cohesion standpoint. It's also from the standpoint of what are you offering Mm -hmm. to your followers, to your potential followers and why should they continue to follow you? What can you continue to offer them? All right. You just opened something there. So how, how do you convey that? <laughs> right. And, and let's have a brainstorming session. And again, also with the folks online here, how, how do you convey kind of that emotion in a six second reel, right? Or, or however long it is, right? Or, or, or in a thumbnail that had, hopefully the thumbnail that I created with your picture, right? You know, had, had the, the glow action on there, had the big fonts. Hopefully, you know, that resonated and that, and that popped a little bit, right? I'm, I'm working on some new things there. But, but again, how do you convey that, that instant desire to say, I'm going to click on that and this person looks interesting, this resonates with me? How do you convey emotion and, and that, that need to want to connect with that particular brand or that particular entity? I think, first of all, just asking. Um, that's the beauty of social media is you have your followers right there and it's an interactive platform. Don't be afraid to ask them, you know, what do you want to learn about? What do you want to know more about? Think about why they're coming to you specifically. What is the expertise that you offer that they are looking for? And that is what should drive a lot of your content. 
the execution of it, that's kind of where we get into, you know, the design aspect, making it look good, making it look cohesive. Is it easy to read? Is there too much going on? And is that going to overwhelm somebody? Is it too simple is that it's not, you know, intriguing enough? It's kind of a fine balance that you have to find. And it really only comes from trial and error. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. part of what you get from a social media audit, going through each of your posts and examining this one did really well. Why was that? Was it one because it was a photo or a video or a text post? So the type of content it was, and then the topic of the content. What were you talking about? What were you sharing? So it it goes hand in hand that it has to be kind of this perfect storm of information that they are seeking presented in a concise and visually appealing or entertaining way. Lane and I here dropping gems, y'all. Ho- hopefully somebody's taking notes. I'm recording. So <laughs> listen, you better ca- if you're not live, you're catching the replay. She over here talking some serious. Let me let me ask you this about again, digital marketers, content creators, and I, I keep going back to that to that subset. Uh, it's always there's always a, a pop in, in in attention and retention and engagement when you jump on a trend, right? Uh, Talk to me about your thoughts on, on that. So again, my, my audience, again, is that primarily of solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, digital creators, and folks that are uh, interested in, in finance and business. Me, me jumping on the, the latest squid game craze and, and posting that. Right. I'm, I'm being facetious, but I'm, again, I'm, I'm kind of leading with, with the question that I probably know the answer to it, but I want to hear from the subject matter expert view. Does that make sense? Does that resonate? Should I be doing, and I don't know why I pick Squid Games. I, I never watched it. <laughs> Listen, again, I'm, I'm still mentally in the middle of the, of the, of the Atlantic Ocean, so bear with me, folks. That, I get that, it. That I get matter. it. <laughs> but that, that, that's kind of my question, right? So some stay in within your niche or, or veer out and, and, you know, be aware and cognizant of trends that are happening just to show that you are aware and cognizant of trends that are going on? Or that, does that kind of, again, splinter and, and cause confusion within your, your representation? Let me ask you that. It's going to depend on the brands. Um, mm. If you are a lawyer, it does not make sense for you necessarily to be doing no the crazy games. TikTok dances. <laughs> and, you know, if, if it doesn't go back to what your brand is as a whole, if you can't relate it in a way that makes sense that, you know, if it's too much of a stretch, I would say skip it. But I also at the same time would say, don't be afraid to try. Okay. If it's something that you can creatively tie back, tie back to your brand, to your, you know, your goals for social media as well, then I say go for it. And if it's something you can do well, okay. that is also another factor. Um, that's that's it, it that, that's put, yeah. I go say you know that that's putting a lot of onus on the individual to be courageous enough to say, I don't know what I'm doing, or I may not be the best person to do this. Right. So 
here's a tie-in, right? It's almost like this was planned, right? Um, where does auto PR fit into this? Is this kind of one, one of those things where, again, a, a business uh, entity would say, I can't do this all, all my, on my own, so let me reach out to someone like auto PR to, to help me with those aspects, right? Managing my social profiles, managing my public relations, managing my press releases, all of those types of things, as opposed to me trying to be the jack of all trades and, and doing it all under, under my own hat. Yeah. So at Otter, what we'll help you do is define your brand story and kind of hone in on the why and help you expand, you know, how to share your message on different platforms. The great thing about social media is that you own it, you have total control over it, but where Otter comes in is that earned media aspect to get your message even further to people that you're not typically reaching on, you know, different platforms, on different outlets to kind of expand your brand voice into, um, into your industry and establish you even further as a thought leader or as a leader in your specific niche. So do you work in replacement? So say I hired Otter today, right? Do, do you work in replacement of me and, and actually push out the content or do, am I part of, uh, again, I hate to mention products and platforms. Am I part of the, the hub, the, the Hootsuite or the Sprout social, gosh, I can't remember any of these things, right? That some of those platforms, am I part of that team as well to where I can still push out information? Or again, if I've got you under retainer, you're the one that's out there making sure that it's a single, consistent, cohesive message going out to, to my community. So it depends. Uh, we offer a variety of services. There, well, see, again, it's almost <laughs> like I, I had this, some of this plan. Okay, go ahead now. <laughs> um, the thing about Otter is that we... Our, our clients can be as engaged as they want to be. Would that and be I the uh, transparent pricing that, uh, that mm -hmm. would, okay. Okay. So it really depends on, you know, how, how involved you want to be mm. in sharing your brand story. Um, we, you know, have some clients that we work very closely with and they, you know, are in constant communication and it's great to bounce off those ideas. But if you are the, also the type of person that is like, I'm stressed, I want you to handle it. We can handle it. <laughs> so the thing about PR is that it goes hand in hand with your social media, the successes that you're earning, you know, on other platforms, if you, you know, get an interview somewhere or you're offered to write a guest piece on a different outlet mm -hmm. you can then use your own social media to amplify that story even further and to put help your um the reach of that story so it goes to your audiences and also to the audiences of you know whatever outlet that you're working with gotcha gotcha okay um are there one-off kind of a la carte types of services, or is it just, again, these essential expert and or executive that are, are kind of the full suite of, of offerings to, to bring on you and your team? So those are the full suite, um, <laughs> but we do, we do, you know, try and work with people. That's the whole thing about Otter is that a lot of these 
you know, legacy PR firms, they charge a lot of money upfront. And for especially a small business, it's a big investment and sometimes it often prices them out. Um, and so that's kind of what Otter does differently. It's very transparent with their pricing. Um, you can buy one of the packages. It's month to month. If you're not happy, you can, you know, pause or cancel and pick back up when you are ready to continue again. Um, and then we do offer the additional, you know, a la carte offerings. If, you know, something does come up and you say, I'm not quite ready to commit to yeah. a whole month long experience, but I do need, I need a press release. I'm having a product launch and I need somebody to, to, to do it for me. We also offer that as well. Okay. So it's the breadth of clients that I've been able to work with at Otter has been really exciting because to see their brand's story grow over time and to see them, you know, get excited about, you know, oh my gosh, like we just got, you know, in pop sugar or we just got on business insider yeah. or whatever it is for your client, being able to help them grow their voice and establish themselves as a leader in their own industry is so exciting. That's, and yeah. really anyone can do it. Anyone <laughs> can, it does take time and it does take work, but when you have the story and you have the tools to share it, it's really exciting to see our clients grow like that. I love that. And I, and I appreciate you for being transparent on that. I, I kind of threw you threw you out there in front of the, the, the lights, but I, I wanted folks to hear that and understand that, right? I wanted folks to see those numbers and say, listen, you, you, you get what you pay for, right? And if you want uh, Elaine and her team to come out and represent and be you put, put on the, I, I see Robert here and Inshallah you know, Productions put that put the hat on for for that organization. Then this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a top notch uh, representation. So I appreciate you for for saying that and and being so transparent. And Robert is saying here great points on mindful uh, overreach. It's fascinating when brands push out of con uh, their comfort zone content for testing purposes or to reveal side that humanize or way to connect with their audience. Appreciate Honestly. You. A lot of times people want to know the why behind the brand. They want to mm -hmm. know the people behind the brand. I mean, you see on TikTok, you know, just videos of people packaging their goods that they're going to send out, like small businesses in their homes are like, oh, I'm going to film a video of me putting together this order. Yeah. It might seem, you know, mundane to you or something that, oh, I don't know if people are going to want that but you should not be afraid to try to test out content, see how it goes and reveal a little bit more of, yes, we have this cohesive, you know, corporate image, but here are the people behind it. And I think that's also really important. Love that. Love that. Uh, kind of get out of your own way kind of statement there. Right. I mean, don't, don't be afraid to try. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a, and it's a learning experience. Yeah. If it fails, now you know, that's, <laughs> but that's at true. least you, it, it could be great. That's true. I'm a, I'm a very observant person. And to kind of tie off of what you just said behind you, who, who you got up there with bobbleheads right there? Is, is that, uh, listen, I got 2020. I'm 52, but I can still see pretty good. I, I see a couple of, a couple of folks up there with the ball and bat. Who's got that back there? 
It's uh, it's Wanda Franco and uh, Randy. Oh my gosh, I butcher his last name every time. It has more syllables than I think. Randy Orozarena. Oh my god, almost like Kiapone. <laughs> like, did I say that right? Oh, I'm panicking now. See, you don't, you know, pulling out sports knowledge. You don't know what you're gonna get when you come on Perspectives and Focus. I'm, I'm gonna put you out there. And what team do they play for? What is that? Well, you're the in Tampa Florida. Bay Rays. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I wish, wish y'all luck. Um, wish you luck. Good, good deal. I may, I may talk about them in about four hours on Team No Sleep because we talk about sports, oh. but we'll. Uh, we can do a crossover. We'll, we can. We, we'll we can. My 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 audience knows that I'm chock full of crazy, and you know it's like a squirrel, right? I I'll, I'll bounce from from one thing to the other, but try to be consistent in the middle with with the content that gets published. Um, so we talked about why. We talked about kind of how to perform that audit. Uh, we we really didn't. We kind of talked around, and this is kind of how I want to kind of close out this. You know, talk about kind of the, the overall benefits of doing this, right? Why, why, why do it? Okay. It, it makes sense to, to be consistent and things of that nature, but talked about how to do it make sure your branding is right. Make sure your color schemes is right. Make, make sure that your, your tense is correct. All of that stuff. But after you do all that, what should be kind of the, the takeaway, what, what should be the return on investment of doing it? And again, it sounds like it could be a simple answer, but again, I would love to hear you say, after I go through and do all of this work, what should I expect and what should I not expect from doing something like a social media audit, if you don't mind? You should have a clear picture on how to move forward to achieve your specific goals and objectives. So everything you do on social media should be working toward your overall goal that you have set out in your social media strategy. Ideally, there is a strategy. It's not just, oh, we haven't posted yet today or this week. We should probably do something. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything that you do should, one, be, oh, my gosh, my AirPod. That's what happens. We're live. It's all good. (laughs) We're live. Everything you do should be, one, adding value to your followers, and two, um, working toward your overall goals for the platform. Okay. Do you want to gain followers? Do you want to sell on your shop? Do you want to drive people to your blog? What is your overall goal? And is the content that you are creating serving that goal? Is it pushing you closer to, yes, I'm going to hit, you know, 10,000 followers this month? Or is it kind of adding to the madness a little bit? Is it detracting from what you're trying to do? When you go through each each platform, the standard information that's on it, you know, like you're about and your, your um, profile pictures and things like that. And then you also analyze each post as far as the performance, um, the performance metrics from it. How is that? relating back to your goal and what do you need to do differently to reach that goal? How do you adjust your strategy and your tactics to meet those measurable objectives? Okay. Okay. At the end of the day, folks, it it, it sounds like, and I I know kind of, this is what Elena is also saying. 
stay cognizant of what you're doing and, and making sure that it resonates with your audience and resonates with your business. Don't just go out there posting something because it's Tuesday and you feel like posting something crazy out there. You, there, there are pros and cons to everything, everything that we do in personal life and in professional life. So, uh, and don't be afraid to ask for help. So that, that's me actually talking to the community and, and folks that are listening now and in, on the replay. Don't be afraid to reach out to someone like an auto PR or, or someone else to, to help with some of those tougher or with some of those questions that you may not have the answers to. We don't, we're all generalists. We're not all specialists in every single aspect. We're, we're working to get to that next level. And like my old boss used to say, you know, we're just here trying to put a dent in the universe. That's a trick question. You know who that, who that person was? I just not, dated, you got me. Oh my God. I just dated myself again. You're, you're wearing his company's uh, ear, earphones right there. Oh, Steve, Steve Jobs. St there you go. Yeah. I used to work for, okay, I used to work for Apple for 10 years. So and I'm giving, <laughs> I have the turtleneck. I'm, you, I'm you giving do Steve have the black. Okay. Shouts out to, you know what the turtleneck. All right. Okay, man. You, you gain a couple more points with that. Cause you, you lost one, but, but you, <laughs> lost, you, okay. you, you lost one, but you gained two when you, okay. It's all, it's all good. And the bobblehead, the fourth, come on. That's one and a work. half, one and a half okay, right. show, show up for team. No sleep. It's it's well, it, that'll be nine 30 <laughs> your time. So yeah, show up for that and, and, and see the, the madness that goes on with that. Um, Lena, this was cool. I, you know, I really feel that we honestly only scratched the surface and that was consciously on, on, on my perspective, wanted to just do that, give people kind of an insight and some, some thoughts in terms of how to look at evaluate manage and control what they put out there on the social media platforms and does it matter does it resonate does it make sense uh there are some resources there are some tools i'll make sure to put all of your social links in the description so folks can maybe reach out to you on, on twitter or on linkedin or, or at autopr.com as well and, and have some information sent to them but in, in closing, let me let me ask you, what could be one, two or three best practice steps that you think folks should take today right now to make sure that their social media uh, profiles and platforms are in alignment with them, their personal and, and their business pro, uh, environments? Okay, three things. One, you should have a plan. You should have an overall strategy of how and when and what you're going to post and you should understand the why of why you are posting at this time on this platform and of this content two you need to have overall goals and specific and measurable objectives so all of your posts should be working towards meeting those objectives and meeting those goals. Three, making sure that everything that you have control over, you are in control of. Um, just really utilizing the ownership of those platforms, making sure that you have a cohesive brand image down to the links that are in your bio, the photos that are your uh, header image and your profile image and the things that you are sharing, you have total control over that. So make sure that it is the best quality that you are able to produce. I asked for three and she actually gave three. I was, that's okay. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I can deliver. You One, can two, deliver. Uh, 
Listen, this was an amazing conversation. And uh, Robert, thank you for this statement right here as well. And I, I can't l- wait until uh, I, I finagle Elena in, into another conversation about who knows bobbleheads, about social media, about sport, <laughs> about who knows. We'll figure something out for sure. We'll find the intersection of all of those topics. We will, we will find the intersection. Thank you again for your time. Thank you for this information, I, I know it matters. I know it resonates. And I know that there will be some, some benefit that comes to the folks that, that got it for us. Definitely. Thanks so much for having me, James. All right. Be good now.